0: Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? Can you hear me all right? You okay? Perfect. Hey, it is great to be with you. This thing is kind of tippy. Um, let's see how that works. Uh, it's great to be with you this morning. You know, we have uh, we have really wanted the uh, worship life of the san marino community church to be enriched and embellished with a variety of kinds of worship and i I think we may be about the only church that i'm aware of that is having two different worship services at the same time which i think is wonderful it's unique and it's great to see you all here uh the sad thing for me is i don't get to be here as often as i wish i could uh, we, we made a decision at the very beginning that all the pastors would be involved in all the services. And we'd move each other around because we didn't want to create a division in the church. We wanted to, this to embellish our life as a worshiping community. The reality is I only get in here, you know, once every two months. So it's a thrill to be with you here this morning. And uh, I am here as part of our summer series, to preach about the fruits of the Spirit and specifically this morning about the fruit of gentleness. I think we saw a beautiful example of that in Michelle Carter earlier this morning. Gentleness. How can we address some of the major, major problems in the world as God's people with a gentle spirit? James, in the book of James, writes these words about this particular fruit of the Spirit. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish for where there is envy and selfish ambition. There will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind, but the wisdom from above is first pure and then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality or hypocrisy. By contrast, the wisdom from below produces envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. In the news this week we have seen images of religious fanatics wearing ski masks on the other side of the globe, brandishing automatic rifles. In the name of God, executing a journalist, James Foley, executing those who are believed to be informants to Israel in the Gaza Strip, Over the weekend. And the contrast. Is as stark as the contrast. In the words of James. Between the wisdom from above. And the wisdom. From below. The earthly. The unspiritual. The devilish. I have more to say about that. In just a minute. Think for just a moment. In your life. Of someone. Who is or was gentle with you. Get that person's name in your mind. What was it about the way they treated you that was gentle? For how many of you, that person is a woman? For how many of you, that person is a man? All right, now think for a moment of a person of the opposite gender than you were initially thinking of. Somebody who's been gentle in your life. What is it about these people that you most appreciate? Several years ago, I was a youth minister in Southern California, down in San Diego, and I received in the mail a flyer about an event that was coming up to which I was supposed to invite our students in junior high and high school. On the flyer, there was a picture of all of these bodybuilders, these big, brawny, muscular guys, all looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was into bodybuilding. And they had pictures of these guys carrying refrigerators, lifting small cars, generally engaged in acts and feats of strength. And the caption read, learn the real secret of their strength or something like that. Christian bodybuilders. I guess the idea was that students would be impressed by their strength and therefore would want to become Christians because these strong guys were Christians. And I can appreciate that on some level you're trying to counteract the image of Christian people as somehow being weak. There's a time in the life of the church where the message that young boys got was that church was for women and children. So I can appreciate trying to counteract some of that, but to take Christian faith and to dress it up in the form of masculinity that the culture holds is to miss the point, it seemed to me. Think of our heroes in the entertainment industry, the Supermans, the Thor, the Expendables. Rather than trying to associate those images of manhood with Jesus, I think we'd be much better off if we associated Jesus with our images of manhood. Any image of what it means to be a man, to be strong in life that does not include and is not informed by Jesus the image of what it means to be human, what human life ought to look like, and what God looks like in human form in Jesus. To have an image of what it means to be a man that's not informed by this representation of Jesus is to miss the point. We don't need to dress Jesus up in our cultural images of manhood we need to reassess our images of manhood in view of God present with us in Jesus Christ I mean Jesus in the image of Vin Diesel maybe the culture needs to embrace an image of manhood that's informed by Jesus and if we did maybe we'd be more faithful in our marriages maybe Our young men would be in their families, raising their children. More fathers at home. Less envy, less selfish ambition, according to James. The wisdom from above. Now, first of all, I want to say something about gentleness. Gentleness is not weakness. It's not timidity. Jesus was known to get angry at injustice at immorality, He turned over the tables in the temple courts of the money changers who were defrauding people when they came to worship. He could get angry. He was not weak. He was gentle. He spoke truth to power in Jerusalem. He challenged the religious officials who used their positions to increase the burdens that people carried. The burdens of shame and guilt, of disease and isolation from the community and relational fracture in their lives. Gentleness is not weakness. It's a willingness to believe that force is not the only thing that works in this life. Force is not the best solution. I have a friend who worked for years as a farrier. Many of you probably don't know what a farrier is. A farrier is one who shoes horses, works with iron. And it's a dangerous job. You've got this several thousand pound horse that you have to get to agree to allow you one hoof at a time to clip and pound iron into that hoof. My friend, Randy, was like the horse whisperer. He could get these animals to participate in letting him clip their hoofs and shoe them, standing on three legs while he stood one hoof at a time between his legs and worked on that horse. It was his gentleness that won their compliance and their participation, their trust in him. And they participated in the whole procedure. It was amazing to watch. We also have a picture on our refrigerator of our daughter, Molly, who's a nurse practitioner back in North Carolina. She has a dog, Reagan, a Weimaraner. And the picture, they're out in the woods, and the dog is seated, looking up at her, and she's standing like this, looking down at the dog, at Reagan. And that dog is just waiting for her to give a command. There's no choke chain, there's no switch, there's no newspaper. It's her gentleness, the gentleness of the master that wins the compliance of the dog or the horse, makes them eager to please. It's the trust that develops between a farrier and a horse or between the dog and its owner, a trust of gentleness. The Psalms puts it this way. These are the words of the Lord. I will instruct you and teach you the way to go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. God doesn't want to direct us with a bit and bridle in our mouth. But sometimes it's the only way he can stop us from self-destructive behavior. The gentleness of the Lord is meant to draw us nearer and nearer to the source of life and love itself. The gentleness of the Lord. When that spirit gets into our lives, when we spend time near the master of our souls. When we let him direct and guide us and we obey his commands. Envy begins to dissipate. Selfishness diminishes. Harshness softens. Anger recedes. And the wisdom from above begins to allow us to treat one another gently. To parent with love. To bring out the best in each other. To win compliance to what is good and right and healthy and whole. Not everything responds to force. gentleness is a fruit of the spirit so let the spirit of the lord loose in your life and the fruits of the spirit will become more and more evident in your life as well you ever seen the way humor de-escalates situations i know people who are masterful at this it's a great story about uh couple that were in the midst of a domestic dispute they were yelling and screaming and throwing things and the neighbors called the police and the police car rolled up to the house and as they got out of the car a television came flying through the picture window in the front of the house so the police go up and knock on the door and from behind the door the husband with an angry voice says who is it and the policeman said tv repairman Just broke the ice. (laughs) They calmed down. They let them in. Talked them off the ledge. As as a culture, as we watch the protests in Missouri, in St. Louis, Missouri, about police officers who are too quick to escalate a situation, couldn't humor be used? Isn't there some way that we can gently address things that get out of control? Let me say about just a word about gentleness in a violent world. I told you I had more to say about that later, and here it is. This week, we've seen these grisly images coming from the Middle East. The Islamic State, formerly known as ISIS, is an ideology that really cannot be tolerated. It's increasingly attracting a response from around the world it did this week from president obama senator boxer who've condemned the acts of this organization they have condemned the organization itself and the ideology behind it but it isn't just on the other side of the world is it south pasadena high school this week two young people arrested for plotting to kill teachers and others? It's close to home. Is there some way that the gentleness of God can de-escalate what's happening in our world to increase violence? Being gentle does not mean being stupid. Our hope is based on the confidence that in the end, God's purposes will finally prevail. And in a world that sometimes needs to confront injustice and those who intimidate and use fear for their own ends. Well, we may have to. In a sense of intolerance to that evil, we may have to respond. Even with force. But in our foreign policy, I think we should use the words of Jesus to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. The actual verse reads this, this way. See, I'm sending you out like sheep into the wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't mean that we tolerate violence. We must counteract it. We have to confront violence, but we must guard against becoming violent ourselves. We have seen in the past years how our own prison camps and our own soldiers became inhuman and treated their captives with humiliation. Violence begets violence. Those who live by the sword die by the sword. If we must meet force as an immovable object, so be it. I know that we can't negotiate with terrorists. There are limits to diplomacy. The world has discovered that time and time again. But though violence begets violence in international affairs, too often we operate from the wisdom from below and not the wisdom from above. Gentleness can de-escalate anger. Have the strength and have the faith to trust in God's outcome and use force very sparingly. Gentleness will win the day with our spouses, with our children, with our pets, with one another. Let me just conclude with this story. Professor Carl Fried Freulich. He's a professor of mine in seminary. I arrived having a master's degree from a Lutheran seminary, and he was a Lutheran. So he was intrigued, and he asked me a few questions. I asked him one question, and then he responded by saying, Do you know, uh, I'm sure you do, which of the two Bibles is the longer one, the Catholic or the Protestant? I totally blew the answer on that. He knew I had not paid attention in class. He gently corrected me. And I took every class I could from Carl Fried Freule. There's a way that gentleness from above changes the reality of our lives. So may God get loose in your life. And may you live by the wisdom from above. You are good. You are good. You are good when there's nothing good in me. You are love. You are love on display for all to see. You are light. You are light when the darkness closes in. You are hope. You are hope. You have covered all my sins. Peace. You are peace. You are peace. When my fear is crippling. You are true. You are true. Even in my wandering. You are joy. You are joy.